0: Hello and welcome to the So It Goes podcast, with me Dylan and me Rob. And now before we introduce the band, I think there's some things we need to clear up. We apologise for the long gap in between podcasts, but due to personal circumstances and things like that, it meant we weren't able to keep up with the weekly release schedule. However, we're back with a vengeance so anyway we apologize for that and going forward format of the podcast may change week on but we don't know sometimes you'll have both of us sometimes you may have one of us but you will have some sweet sweet music no matter what today's band we're talking to is easy easy from guatemala they do lots of different experimental music and it spans lots of genres and we were privileged to speak with all of the band Mm. so it was quite an honour and they are a really interesting outfit and they have lots of different styles and they had lots of different ideas they wanted to talk about as well resorted in a very very interesting conversation I'm sure many people Will very much like to listen to.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, it was really good because no. um no. I can't they, say no, they no, yeah, no. They, <laughs> it's true, they're, they're gonna really, like to listen to it. They will do, no, because they're, they're all like they're all really talented musicians, and the way that they play is really complementary to each other.
0: So like yes. they'll like weave
1: into the recordings, they'll weave in loads of hidden harmonies that you've just got to give it a proper listen to, to pick up on.
0: So Without further ado, let's welcome Easy Easy to So It Goes. Because there's more than one of you in the interview, if you could introduce yourselves and what it is, you do in the band, that would be great. So if Sophia wants to start, and then...
2: Sure. So hi, everyone. My name is Sophia Insa, and I'm the vocalist for Easy. Hey, um,
3: I'm Jerry, and I play drums. Chofo is mute, but Chofo <laughs> plays guitar.
4: Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Hi, uh, uh, my name is Chofo, and I play guitar.
5: Hey, I'm Walter, and I play
0: the bass and keys. Cheers, man. Thanks for that. So, now, like, the first thing is we have to kind of approach the elephant in the room, so to speak, of the global pandemic. So, what's it been like for you guys where you're based and, like, how's the music scene
3: where you guys are? So, I don't know, with the whole pandemic, um, I don't know, it made us, I think, it, well, it made the whole world stop. But at least for us, I think it helped in a way to like stop and, I don't know, kind of like start doing things like in a new, sorry if you Sorry if you hear dogs like barking in the back. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah, uh, so I don't know that the way I see it, like it helped us stop and realize what we were doing what we were doing wrong, what we were doing right. And it also helped us to like, I don't know, it's like start writing new music, start uh, seeing like where the band could go, uh, how we could change what we were doing and do something like refreshing. And (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) It's it's absolutely fine. 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 I don't know know if it's a bird or if it's a (laughs) dog.
0: I mean, if we can fit some like answers in between the barks, it'll be great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just time them yeah, perfectly. Yeah. How? Um, but yeah. how has the dogs barking <laughs> influenced your music? Because <laughs> <laughs> it,
3: seems... <laughs> oh, well, it, it influenced a lot because I have to like do a lot of stuff like at night. You know, like whenever I come up with an idea, like I have to do it at night because if not, that happens. You know, you're just like distracted and you're like, oh my god, dogs <laughs> are gonna fight or something. But anyway
0: i mean you could get some yeah. amazing yeah, samples for sure
3: but <laughs> whoa i'm sorry man <laughs> um, it is
1: all good, kicking yeah, off your man <laughs> <Yeah, speak
3: Spanish. laughs> there's some, there, there some dogs there. <laughs> 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 but is awesome. very well trained dogs they learned they learned they learned fast so yeah what i was saying is like at least for the band it helped us like stop and realize what we're doing how we can change and make things better you know how we can also Mm. like i don't know start working again from a distance because i mean we already did it when sophie was in new york but now she's in berlin and also like the whole time is different uh she's been busier so we had to like figure out a lot of stuff but i think it's been for the better Mm. because i don't know there's a lot of plans Uh, for the band for like the last part of the year. And so that's been good with the whole pandemic thing, I guess, Uh, and with the whole music scene here, it kind of also helped for some people uh, that, let's say, uh, Walter, he produces a lot of people. And with some some of those projects, uh, it helped people to like start making music again because before that, I feel, were going like people were stopped like starting to like not play anymore or just like not do what to do not know what to do with their careers let's say but i feel once uh shows start going again here in guatemala um there's probably going to be more people like doing music or that's what i hope you know Mm -hmm. but also i mean there's a lot of people just trying to be rappers so i don't know if there's going to be a lot of bands or a lot of stuff but there's going to be a lot of people trying oh, yeah. to do like the whole mm-hmm. rap stuff because that's what i've seen at least but i don't know if anyone else wants to say something i don't know if-
4: yeah also in regards also in regards of the oh, i'm not muted right okay so also in regards of the music scene here in guatemala there um it hasn't been like a solid scene um like in any other places in the world so even with Jerry with a set of a couple of years ago to create like a booking production agency for us to have more shows going on here because um honestly there's not a lot of artists there's not a lot of spaces in which like uh new artists can can be born every day here in 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 our region so i think the pandemic basically uh it did two things one like uh, as jerry said like it got that idea on people's mind that they probably want to do more music because they were i don't know they were bored they were having uh, an epiphany on on their lives and mm-hmm. they they knew that this was the right time to release music um but yeah i i, I do see an optimistic like uh, on the long run i do see an i have an optimistic new on on what's happening right now with all the music that walter is producing for several artists as long as as well as the um i don't know the general vibe in in all our friends that are artists as well that uh, there's a general feeling that they want to do stuff which i
3: think is great yeah because i mean Mm. just so you know there's really there's no venues here like there's no like oh yeah we're gonna go play this venue and you go and there's like a sound system and whatever and people tour like just imagine out of like wherever you live go to a small town and you're like oh there's nothing happening here but there's some bands playing okay that's pretty much guatemala i mean there's like Mm -hmm. the same bands that have been playing for like 25 years from like the 90s and like 80s still doing some stuff and then there's just been like people come and go because there's really no like music industry you know there's no venues there's Mm. everything is diy you have to like play wherever somebody's like yeah i'll give you a place you know and you have to like rent uh the sound system pretty much everything's just like diy you know so at least now people are realizing like okay even if this place is small we can still tour which is something we've done you know for like uh years now we're we're, like we realize like okay there's nothing happening here Let's try to go somewhere else and see if we can, like, open a space for us there. But, yeah, like Shofa said, like...
4: Also, there's no record labels. There's no
3: yeah, record labels. there's nothing labels. like that, you know, here. It's just like... It's just like, yeah, if you have a band, you have to figure out where to play, who to play with. And, I mean, pretty much a lot of stuff, it's also new here, if you want to see it that way. You know, a lot of, like, genres are Mm -hmm. like starting now here or started like maybe 20 years ago so like a lot of stuff that happened in the world like the 60s 70s 80s whatever i don't know or it just started Mm -hmm. happening at the same time here so you have like i don't know like trap music and you have like electronic and you have punk and you have all this stuff pretty much starting at the same time i mean the first bands or artists with a lot of genres here are like pretty much new you know
4: yeah. Yeah. And another thing that it's important to know is that um, a couple of, not not so long ago, uh, we were going out of a war. There, there was a a thirty year war here. Um, yeah, it it was crazy because basically all the bands that were in the nineties, they were like 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 I said before, like the general feeling was in regard of the war and everything that was happening during the, was happening during the conflict so um probably one of the oldest band here in guatemala uh on their lyrics uh which they they still play today hmm. uh, they all talk about you know stop firing uh civilian population you know stop the war wow yeah so it's crazy because you know you know 34 years later uh those bands are still the ones that got that generation that was really united because of what was happening in the country at that time and you know the future generations when when the peace was signed here like the message was not longer on in this into the society like we we were not at war anymore but the bands mm-hmm. that were like the the bands that took um, I don't know if bandage because I don't know if it, if that's an advantage, but, um, the bands that were playing at that time, they do, uh, gather like a lot of crowd, like the like Guatemalan people going for Guatemalan artists, you know, 20,000 people fighting for a ticket to see some bands, but it was because of the general feeling that was happening at that time, you know? So mm-hmm. whenever that was done, when the war was over. And the next generation came; they were not empathic as 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 the other one. So they started listening to you know like RV music and some other stuff. So there were there was a gap in between time in which there was no new bands coming. So you know it's crazy because there are some little independent bands in Guatemala, but there's a bunch of bands that have been playing for around thirty or four years, which is really crazy, and they're like the biggest. Artists in in the country.
0: Um, hmm. um, oh, sorry. I mean, sorry, mate.
1: You can go. I was going to say that um, it's it's really it's honestly it's really interesting that you'd mentioned that, and it's kind of made me think that has as a band has the fact that wars been such a big influence on Guatemala's people and the country in general has that influenced the way that
5: you would write your music. I don't think. I don't think like like our, our generation like lived uh, like the war. Like we yeah. we are living like post-war, let's say. So like our parents, it really like lived uh, this time. So it like in if you hear like our gen- generations music, there's not much reflection or lyrics about about that situation. I think.
3: And you know, I'll be honest, like. I don't, know, yeah, I don't know if somebody wants to say something, or I'll say something fast.
2: No, you can. I was just gonna add to Walter, like there's like a less nationalistic sense through art or the music, I guess. But yeah, Gary.
3: Yeah, like like Walter said, like we didn't live through war, we live post-war. So the way and the way we grew up in the city, uh, it made us have like a different view of a lot of things. So probably while we were looking for music, it's totally different from what people were trying to like do with music before. Like maybe we don't have like a political message, but I know that with what we do and the art that we're trying to do and however far we get, like I know that for sure we want to change how people see our yeah. country, you know, and how people see an artist from Guatemala. It's like, yeah, you don't have to be political for it to be Guatemalan, yeah, you know, and still be proud of what you're doing. You know, you can still be proud of us even if we're talking about whatever's going on in our mind or relationships or whatever. And that doesn't make it less Guatemalan, you know, just because we're not talking Mm. about the war. Mm -hmm. And also there's a lot of that stuff. So it's like, at least for me personally, I always try to go forward, you know? Yeah, you learn from the past, but you got to go forward. So it's like, okay, if this is what we got, how we can change it, you know, just like Chofa said, like, okay, we started doing shows, we started doing booking and production and Walter started like producing more bands. Sophie has like her project also like in Berlin. So it's just like trying to show people like, Hey, there's something different, you know, there's something different. Even if our country still is like shit with all the political stuff, like maybe you can find some like peace or like a breath of fresh air, like in what we do, you know, and whatever, like, Not just like with the band, but like all the other projects Mm. that we have.
1: I've got um, a question that's sort of um, I'm dying to ask. So like you can answer this one individually. What inspired you to get into music? Like, like, what got you, like, playing? Writing music or, or what
3: got us into music? Yeah, like what got you
1: sort of, like, playing an instrument or sort of singing or, or even, write whatever your strong point is, what got you into specifically going, mm. this is for me?
2: I, I started out uh, as a very little kid without, like, really an option or a choice mm. because my grandma wanted all of her grandchildren to have some sort of musical education uh and I remember I was too little like out of the cousins I was the youngest one so I couldn't get into the group that was playing piano so I played the xylophone first uh for a couple of years I think until I was older. no
4: I didn't know that xylophone you didn't know
2: it I had it was like super cool because it was like in its yellow case I remember it and I went to class and we just I don't I don't remember what we did exactly but Anyway, then I was old enough to play the piano. And that one, honest, if I'm really, really honest, the first years, because I, I don't know, I was like six, seven, eight, and like wanting to go out to play and stuff in the afternoons, but I had piano lessons. So, yeah, at first it was kind of like my force, but I guess it like fine-tuned me into, and it got me into more of the performing arts world. Then I was sort of interested in the, in the acting world. And through that, <laughs> I, I discovered singing, I guess. And in a way, I've been able to sort of mix both worlds and, and use that performativity that comes from uh, theater or, you know, a, a more dramatic sort of performing art uh, into the, onto the stage while we're singing uh, the music that in a way is the script, but yeah. That's my story of how I got into music.
5: Me, I started playing guitar like when I was 12 years. So it was like I was in sixth grade, I think. And um, yeah, no, I know I don't know, it was like kind of cliche, but it was like, I got in love with music like really early when I started playing guitar and I, and I started like learning songs. Like it blew my mind and, and I like, started playing a lot of guitar like after school and learning more songs and I don't know, like it just it, uh became my thing. <laughs> and uh and I don't know, it's cool like the 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 way you can express express yourself through music. I think mm. that makes it like more special. So yeah. And that's great man.
3: So um, yeah with me very- I don't know, I was always into sports, but music was always there in my house. Like, I was obsessed with, like, I don't know, boy bands when I was a little kid. And that was my first approach to music. And then, um, I don't know, my mom used to sing in the house, and she had a guitar. And when she moved to the States, she loved the guitar. I was like, oh, maybe I'll try to play something. And then I remember watching a DVD from uh, Blink-182. And that was a a song that I wanted to learn to play in bass. I was like, oh, I need to learn an instrument. I want to play that song. And that's how I got into it. And then I went to my first like, I don't know, it was like a mix of everything, like metal, punk, whatever show. And I was just like, what is this? Like, is this real life? Okay, I need to be here. And I started learning like how to play, I mean, shitty instruments. (laughs) And then I ended up playing drums in this band because I used to play bass and our drummer was not like rehearsing and then we had like uh we had somebody come in and try to play the songs and then I kind of showed him the songs and we were just like uh, I think it's easier for you to learn how to play drums and then us finding a drummer you know and that's how I ended up here just like I don't know I up until like pandemic that's something that helped me like i really started to learn how to play drums like i just knew how to do stuff i guess but theory wise like up until now i was just i became obsessed it's like okay i need to learn really like what i'm doing because i have no idea what i'm doing but yeah it's just been like a process of like since i'm like i don't know 12 kind of like walter said you know the whole cliche thing you start playing and you're like Yes. What is this? And Perfect. then I was just like, "Fuck sports! I don't mm-hmm. want to be a soccer player anymore." Uh, you don't want to be a jock. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to be a jock. But it saved me from getting bullied in high school because it's like, "Oh, you like weird music, but you're good at sports, so everything's good." <laughs> good combo. Okay, yeah, good. good combo.
0: The best of both.
4: for yeah. <laughs> Um. On on my case, um, everything I knew about music. Um until I was 12, I learned it from, from church. I used to play in the church band. And since the first time that I got my guitar when I was 12 years old, my mom bought me an acoustic guitar. I I did think it was like the coolest thing to do. Uh at this point, I, I still think about it. Like there's nothing cool, like cooler than playing guitar. Um so I play a lot of, in, in church, but when I went to college, like uh, I stopped going to church and I knew like everyone that is my friend right now, started meeting a lot of people from other bands and we started the band. So it was like I was I, I've been playing so long. I, I have I have never made a song myself. You know, I've been just playing. You know, other people's music because you on church you don't sing your own songs. You sing other people's songs, right? So, um, when I got the opportunity for me to express myself using an instrument, that wa- that blew my mind. It was like, okay, I'm gonna I want to do this every day for the rest of my life.
0: I oh, know, that's great, man.
3: Yeah, I mean, so... and just to be clear, also like. The fact that we can do music in Guatemala, like it's a privilege because a lot of people don't get like the education. Just in fact that we're having this conversation in English, you know, and you understand what we're saying. It's like, crazy. That's, yeah, mm. that's also crazy because like not a lot of people get to learn how to play an instrument. And if they do, like their opportunities are really limited, you know. It's like you either go play bars you're in a cover band or you become a music teacher for like somewhere or you just i don't know record play in a jazz band but it's pretty mm-hmm. like yeah you play at weddings and that's the whole yeah that's pretty much what a me a musician can do here up until the past few years or be then. a teacher be a teacher yeah. maybe or play at church if you play at church you I mean, you can become with yeah, really, I mean, Walter used to play also at church, yeah. and he can tell you I mean, they there's mega churches here, and there's a lot of money at, there's a lot of money in in uh, churches here it's, and from my perspective with what I've seen is like if you really want to become a professional, go play at a church because they probably have all the gear and you learn how to have like monitors and good sound system and you learn how to play with like in-ears and whatever that's like a for free for free (laughs) pretty much in a way if you're if you're a good musician right
0: (laughs) so that's a i suppose like we tend to forget the sort of like the power maybe religion has a hold over certain parts of the World as well. So, do you feel then like maybe there's certain themes, like, or maybe certain ideas you'd want to portray in your music? What maybe you wouldn't want to because of the uh, climate in Guatemala? Maybe, like, cause it, I'm guessing it's there's a sensitivity maybe between sort of things you can talk about like whether it has religious connotations
4: or things like that yeah we do we do have a really a, a, a really religious country like everything that a country stands for is based on religion, so it's crazy because um at least on on my experience, I went to church without being asked if I wanted to go to church and I went for eighteen years straight so uh i do i I do have and an, an, an positive Outcome because I learned about a lot about music. At, at my, by eighteen, I I have been you know, already playing with you know with sound guys, with you know tech guys, with good gear and stuff. But on the other end, my friends that were you know in punk bands and they were starting their own bands, they were playing with amplifiers on top of you know like beer boxes and uh, you know it, it 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 was crazy. It was crazy to have that uh, comparison in between like the real world, like what's, you know, if you want to do music, like this is the real world and like the most like polarized um, life of a musician inside of a church because they have everything they need. You know, they rehearse a lot. They don't have to spend a penny on anything. They have guitars. They have uh, all the instruments, all the gear. So I don't see it as a negative You know, uh, Mm. as a negative context, because even though now I don't believe on anything that I used to believe, I do worship my knowledge, everything that I learned and everything that got me to this point in my life. I do, I'm really happy about everything, just the way it happened. So, yeah.
3: And I mean, I think Mm. with the whole saying something in our music that might like something bad because of religious i think if we say something religious might be more in the whole like spiritual kind of way because just so you know like in different like amount of times but we all went to church at some point in our lives so i guess we have the whole like spiritual thing inside ourselves looking for like answers and whatever but i don't think we're ever going to say something kind of like what I said before, like we're not going to talk about something that we don't believe, believe in and we don't live mm. in our lives. So if we, nobody is really being like super like, oh, or, or worship, you know, like, why are we going to be like that?
2: But also <clears throat> as, far, yeah, I- as far as message goes for our songs, I think we're just really interested in the strength <clears throat> that the message of being genuine with the sound we want to have in that moment or the words that we want to say or, or the talk about love or a relationship or a failed failed relationship or whatnot i think that that message of being being genuine and kind of falling into the more independent alternative <laughs> sound even if it's harder to digest for people uh, i think that's more what's important for us.
3: If we were like a religious yeah. band, we would probably be huge by now. <laughs> I'm sure if we were singing about God. The biggest religious yeah, band ever. We, we would be playing like 20,000
4: people. Every... Yeah.
3: <laughs> Still, we would be like playing 20,000
4: yeah, people just every for you Sunday. Guys
1: to,
4: just okay. for you guys to have an idea, uh, there's this band. Walter knows them personally. They're called um, Miel San Marcos, and they play a sold out show in I Madison Square Garden a, a couple of years ago. Well,
2: like two nights in a row, oh, wow. I think, right? Or was it? Yeah. One?
3: And they're, they're, a Christ- they're a Christian band from Guatemala. From Guatemala. Hmm.
0: So, anyway, I think we've possibly taken up. Too much of your time, and because mm. we've been speaking to you for quite a long now, and I feel like you've probably got better things to do than talk to us idiots. So, like, there's a question we've been asking every person who's been on so far, and it's if you could listen to one album for the rest of your life, what would,
3: would that album be? Just one album. Mm. Just one album. Which one? I'm gonna say Blonde.
5: <laughs> Mm, that's a
1: blunt, good choice, man. That's cool. a solid choice, yeah.
2: Okay, mine is just more—I uh, don't know what genre she sings, but it's like more folk. Uh, and her name is Julie Barn, and the album not, no, album "Not Even Happening." Yeah,
0: I can't say I've heard that album. No, so. I've not heard of that, but I'm sure it we'll, list. we'll be
3: checking it out after this. Yeah, yeah. it's an acoustic album. It's pretty cool. She sings really good.
2: Yeah, it really calms me down every time. So I would say that one.
3: I don't know. The first that came to my head, I don't know if that would be, but uh, probably, I don't know, it just makes me feel good. Uh, The Greatest by Cat Power.
0: Yeah, I I really Mm
3: -hmm. love her voice. And around that era, like, seeing her play, like... I don't know I've probably seen every single show on YouTube around that era. From her and I don't know there's something about the way she sings and performances just like I've never seen her live but I'll probably cry whenever that happens. But yeah, <laughs> I'll go with that album. And on mine I think like
4: it, it if it's going to be only an album, I think it has to be like multi-purpose album. You have to be you can be sad, you can be happy, you can go to the gym with it, you can just do a lot of stuff. So I really like this band Grizzly Bear, and there's this album called "Painted Ruins" that I really like a lot, and I think that will be my album.
0: Is, so, like, there's another thing we've been asking people: where it's like dream collaborations. It, is there any particular
2: artist
3: see. Easy Easy would love to collaborate? Frank
2: with? Ocean.
3: Yeah, as a as a band, I think Frank Ocean. That's the mm-hmm. thing we always say, but. I think think Mm. everyone should say one answer so we can all have like different...
0: I mean, we can do that, man. Who who would like to go first?
3: Uh, Okay, I'll go first. Um, Just because I really like her music and lately I've been into like I don't know, just checking everything. Uh, There's this girl called Cherry Glazer and I love I mean, I love her stuff. She's just like she comes up with pretty cool uh i don't know melodies that just i listen to them and just like oh yeah it makes sense in my head so it would be cool to see what she could do in one of her songs because she plays like more like guitar indie rock whatever and but i think her her stuff in her music could be fun I don't know i think
4: hmm. yeah
0: oh well, that sounds great man
3: i think
4: uh I, I will choose uh, James Blake probably okay. because I've been into his stuff lately and I do I do imagine how maybe working with him and with the band will, um, you know, the, the, the outcome of that will be something really cool and crazy. So yeah, I think James Blake will do one.
5: that I would like to hear a blend of yeah. like Sophia's vocals with Brent Fias in a song.
3: Pretty cool That's here. going to be my choice. He also <laughs> comes up with really good melodies.
2: I, I would say Warpaint or Beach House, <laughs> but that would be a a lot more like dreamy. Stuff.
3: Yeah, with Warpaint, Warpaint would be great.
2: Warpaint, yeah.
3: Crazy, yeah, those girls.
0: Finally, before we go, then, so what's next for the band? What is the Grand plans for the
3: future? Well, right now, um in a couple of days, somewhere like next Friday, I think, there's a remix coming mm-hmm. out from um that we did for ERSC, which is the project Sophie has with um made us have from Arms and Sleepers. And yeah, they have a project and we did a remix, and then also soon there's coming out um with a label from New York with a friend. Um, there's a tape coming out that has our first album and our EP that we still haven't played. Uh, the label's called Citrus City. And mm. yeah, they have pretty cool bands. And yeah, we we met him. He was here in Guatemala. He's from Guatemala, but he lives in New York. And he came here like oh. a couple months ago. We hung out and pretty cool guy. And yeah, we're coming out with a tape with our old stuff because. We don't have like,
2: physical.
3: yeah, doing doing vinyl and all that shit is pretty expensive. So, it's the first thing that we're gonna have us mm-hmm. like physical, you know. And so we're pretty. Oh
0: wow, that must be special. Yeah, man. we're
3: pretty excited about that. And then, yeah, we're coming up with new music from like August up until the end of the year. We're coming out with new songs, uh, which is gonna turn into a an EP by the end of the year mm. and we're also writing music for help album, hopefully coming out next year or soon. But yeah, we're just trying to make the best out of this and not, and not just be left behind, you know, <laughs> with the whole pandemic. So yeah. And hopefully touring once, once we can play again, uh, yeah, we want to play shows in Central America, uh, Mexico and hopefully there's some opportunities to go to like New York LA and who knows maybe Europe with Sophie being with you guys Sophie being there people getting to know us. like I don't know we'll see what happens we're just down for whatever you know like we've Mm. always said like okay let's see how far we can go you know cuz there's no there's nothing else that we can compare our band uh too with like uh somebody else's career you know like oh yeah so it's just like okay we've been this far how far we can go now you know we'll
4: see yeah i think we're ready we're ready to play their songs we're ready to play uh well actually we're not ready because we have to rehearse but yeah uh on our hearts <laughs> on our hearts and minds and souls we're ready to connect with the audience again as we used to. And yeah, we definitely want to release the the singles that are coming this year, the album next year, the EP, you know, we, we're preparing some videos as well for each single. And yeah, hopefully we can, I don't know if it's gonna be at the end of this year, but the latest uh, at the beginning of the next year, probably we'll start playing some shows.
0: Once again, a massive thank you to Easy Easy for coming on the podcast, it was a pleasure to talk to them. As with all of our artists, their socials will be linked in the bio below, be sure to check them out because they're a great, great band, they've got lots of exciting things coming up very soon. Remember to subscribe to the So It Goes podcast to never miss an episode. To play us out, we have Easy Easy with Katana, thank you for listening.
2: Cuejito de cristal Que me dice lo que importa y lo que no Y me dice cuando ve que algo está mal Y yo escucho casi siempre pero a veces no Dice que está mal Dice que está mal Dice que está muy
5: mal
2: Ay, katana Na, 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 na Lo único que importa es lo que piense yo Al final de cuentas lo esencial Es que el filo que me mate es el que pida Dice que está mal Dice que está muy mal Dice que está mal Pero me da igual Me da igual